I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. I've got another electronic double play for you today. First up, I'll talk with Simon Posford. He is one half of the Sibiant duo Spongel, but during pandemic lockdown in England, he created an album that seems like the 10 steps of pandemic lockdown. It's called Flux and Contemplation, Portrait of an Artist in Isolation. It's sort of, I guess, the sound of sort of being trapped inside one's head, I think. It's maybe dark at times, a little disorienting, which is sort of like the, the lockdown experience. Then we're going to hear from Mark Dwayne, the guitar synthesis from outside Cleveland, who has been creating melodic spacescapes since his 1988 debut, Monuments of Mars. He has a new album out called Future Tense, so I thought I'd take you back to an interview with him from about 10 years ago that is still pretty relevant today. That's all ahead. Meanwhile, the Echoes podcast and Echoes could use your support. Looking back over the last few weeks, you've heard our epic documentary on Tangerine Dream and interviews with Moby, Kevin Brahaney Fortune, Nicola Godin, and now Schwangel's Simon Posford. In future weeks, we'll hear from Amon Tobin, Andreas Folenweider, the California Guitar Trio, and Eric Vallo and Michael Stearns. Where else are you going to hear that? but on Echoes and in the Echoes podcast. So go to echoes.org and become a member of the Echoes Sound Circle, where we help creative music thrive. It's at echoes.org. And now, let's get schmungled, but in a contemplative mode with Simon Posford. The corona pandemic has changed the lives of many sectors in the world, few more so than musicians who have seen live performances completely vanish, interactions with fellow artists becoming difficult, and they're trapped in their homes, often away from the studios where they make music. But Simon Posford didn't let the pandemic go to waste. One half of the legendary electronic duo Spongel recorded his first solo album, Flux and Contemplation, Portrait of an Artist in Isolation. I'm speaking to Simon Posford on Zoom from his home in England. Before we started recording, he complains that his hair is a mess, but it looks pretty much like the same disheveled tangle I've seen in all of his photographs. He's in a room surrounded by gear. Here is um, a table where I've got all my guitar pedals. So okay. that's an eventide delay. That's a Strymon bucket delay sort of thing for dubby effects. Strymon Reverb, which uh, I got that one because it's got a really nice spring reverb on it. And uh, there's various other pedals and stuff, and then a sync box to synchronize the SH-101 keyboard, which is this thing up here. In other words, he's all set to create the hallucinogenic electronic landscapes he usually makes with Raja Ram and their duo, Spongle.
As one half of Schwangel, Simon Posford has been creating electronic bliss and assault since 1996. He's a musician who's used to being surrounded by thousands of people dancing uninhibitedly and not caring a bit how much sweat and spit they're spewing and absorbing from the crowd. Those were the days of raves and festivals, but not these days. Yet he doesn't seem phased by the corona quarantine he's endured for several months now. I'm in a very fortunate position. I've, I've got a, a great house with a fantastic garden, and I live like a hermit anyway, even without a pandemic. So for me, I have to say lockdown's been great. You know, I haven't had to deal with any gigs or social gatherings or anything like that, so it's, it's really been a pleasure. <laughs> He's taken this time to create a solo album, Flux in Contemplation, portrait of an artist in isolation. It's like the five stages of grief, except it's the ten stages of pandemic lockdown. And lockdown is the opening track. It's sort of, I guess, the sound of sort of being trapped inside one's head, I think. It's maybe dark at times, and it's, uh, and like I said, you know, a little disorienting, which is sort of like the, the lockdown experience. And there's not really anything sort of solid to grasp on. Among the disorientation are recitations of numbers. And then you've got these things panning around the voices and the, uh, the number stations, which was just something I happened to learn about around the same time as the lockdown started. I'd never heard of number stations. shortwave radio stations that have been uh, broadcasting since World War II really and a lot during the Cold War and um, a lot of people think they are coded messages for spies out in the field but no one really knows. Some of them are more famous than others, there's one called the Lincolnshire Poacher and the English Lady some of them have colourful names and they have their own sort of eye dance, very much like a radio station where you get a little melody or something. Or, and then just a string of numbers, people reading out these lists of numbers that go on for ages and then maybe another eye dance, another tone or something and more numbers. And I think some of them are still going. Flux and Contemplation is a much more sedate album than the typical Spangle recording, even if some of the titles have a very Spangle-like tone. With Spangle, a track title like Ripples of the Mind would probably sound something like this.
reflection contemplation, it takes on a different hue. All the titles are very lockdown related, so Ripples of the Mind is the idea of sort of ruminations and, you know, thoughts sort of repeating in your mind and then achieving a, a sort of stillness through meditation. Like, if you imagine a very still lake or pond and you drop a single pebble in it and the ripples move out from that pebble, it's a sort of a, a lovely image that um, sort of, I think, applies to the mind and the music as well. Phosphorid is a sound manipulator, so you never know what the actual source material of the sound might be. On the hobbyist, there's a sound like a pan drum that gives it a Caribbean vibe, but it's not a steel drum. Yeah, I mean, all those loops were made from the piano, but because, you know, it is sort of quite a, a resonant instrument, and sometimes I, I plucked strings inside and scraped strings and played notes, and, and then you put it in this granular synthesizer and it sort of deconstructs it all but you still very much sort of get the tone of being inside a piano in a way which is a bit like a hand drum. Simon Posford doesn't refer to his album as the 10 stages of pandemic lockdown, but like the five stages of grief, there is eventually acceptance, or as Posford titles it, the new normal. It's sort of a funny idea, the new normal, isn't it? Because um, you hear this phrase and we don't even really know what, what it is yet. I mean, we could have a vaccine in a few months and things could go back to the way they were before. But... On the other hand, it's sort of, while well, we've had this amazing opportunity of um, easing the pressure, the pressure on the environment and the pressure on people and society and business and work, 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 and, you know, I think we've got a very real sort of opportunity to think how we want to proceed with um, lots of people working at home now. So in many ways, can we choose what is going to be the new normal? I have a feeling it's a, an opportunity that we're going to waste, but who knows? <laughs> Contemplation ends with the ripening, which sounds to me like release, but Posford hears it differently. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else has had this experience during the lockdown, but at times I think, oh, I'm sort of enjoying it. I don't really want this to end. 
I'm sort of enjoying the, the meditative aspect of it and the sort of the going within society not sort of running away on without me or something, I'm not sure. The writing, the title was, was more about um, another thing that I got into during the lockdown, which was gardening. I planted a lot of things. So the writing was when my strawberry plants, when they fruited and they were ripe. <laughs> Rather than any sort of leaving the, uh, the lockdown situation, you know, I finished the album while we were still in lockdown. Simon Postrad says Spangle will return. He hadn't seen his partner Raja Ram since the lockdown began. I haven't seen him, he said, how long ago it was the other day, and it was an astonishingly long time. But funnily enough, he's coming down a week on Saturday. So we are we're renewing some, some Spangle. Obviously, we, we talk every day, but uh, he's been social distancing. Wonderful to have these youth pills. I'm going to take another handful tomorrow. I'm going to take another handful tomorrow. Simon Posford's Flux and Contemplation, Portrait of an Artist in Isolation, is an album born of these times. It's out on Twisted Records. If you want to get a hold of Simon Posford's Flux and Contemplation, Portrait of an Artist in Isolation, I'll have a link for it on the posting for this podcast. You can find it at echoes.org. And now, one of the most overlooked artists in electronic music, Mark Dwayne has been putting out great albums for over three decades. Find out why he should be on the top of a lot of lists. This interview goes back to about 2010. A lot of musicians play guitar synthesizer, but few have based their entire career around it. But that's what it takes for Mark Duane to get the sounds he hears into the world. He's been doing it since his 1988 debut, The Monuments of Mars, releasing around 24 CDs worth of electronic orchestrations, all played on his guitar synthesizer. He's just released his latest album, Future Tense. We interviewed Mark way back in 2010, and it's still a really good profile of this highly underrated artist, which I think deserves another listen. We're guided by aliens to Mark Dwayne. Mark Duane is a musician who has progressive rock in his DNA. Born in 1954, he was just the right age to be seduced by 70s bands like Genesis, Yes, and Van de Graaff Generator. So when he started playing electric guitar and making music himself with a band called Orb, it naturally took off from there. That was uh, 
a band I started in um, 1975 with my brother and my cousin. We were doing all original music, you know, this ultra-progressive stuff. Remember all those bands that used to be on the Charisma label? You know, listen to a lot of that stuff. And we uh, were writing these half-hour uh, epic compositions, you know, doing the prog rock thing. a pretty hot guitarist, but the Moog synthesizer ruined any potential he had for being a conventional guitar hero. I was always intrigued by, you know, Clapton and Hendrix and Page were trying to stretch the limits of the guitar, but then when the Moog came out, it was a completely different sound. You know, it was so seductive that uh, I wanted to explore that. And he did plugging his guitar into a VCS-3 synthesizer. He eventually developed a system using MIDI, or Musical Instrument and Digital Interface, and made its recording debut on his first solo album in 1988. The Monuments of Mars modulated between New Age atmospheres and his progressive rock roots. There are no keyboards used in Mark Duane's music, yet listening to his albums, you might never suspect there's a guitar involved at all. Duane creates virtually all of his music from his guitar synthesizer setup, but it usually means he's not playing like a guitarist. Well, a lot of guitarists, when they approach a guitar synthesizer, they just pick it up and they want to play the guitar like they normally do, and you can't do that. You have to play the sound that you're playing. You know, if you're playing a horn sound, you have to think like a horn player. If you're playing a violin, you have to think like a violin player. Because each instrument has its own attack and decay characteristics. And, uh, you know, if you're just getting on there and riffing all over the place, some sounds will lend themselves to that, but other sounds, they just don't. In his studio in Westlake, Ohio, Duane straps on his instrument and plays a signature sound he often uses for his lead lines. Just to give you an idea. The basic sample um, comes off a French horn. It's a, it's a powerful sound, and it's also something that um, is very conducive to strong melody lines, which I tend to like to use a lot.
Unsurprisingly, after a quarter century of playing guitar that doesn't sound like a guitar, his 2010 album, Other Worlds, had some pure electric guitar leads. You know, a, a lot of people uh, seem to like hearing more organic guitar. And of course, when you're playing uh, organic instruments, you don't have the constraints that you do on a mini guitar. So you can express yourself uh, more emotionally on the instrument. Mark Duane's 2020 album, Future Tense, has even more overt guitar on it. Mark Duane is a child of the 50s who grew up on science fiction. That's why his first exposure to electronic music came through the movie Forbidden Planet. United Planets cruiser C-57D. Now more than a year out from Earth base on a special mission to the planetary system of the great main sequence star, Altair. It really affected me because uh, I thought it was so uh, appropriate for the... Uh, the movie. I mean, as a kid, you know, this was um, my first impression of it. I'd never heard music like that before. Apparently, the music wasn't the only thing that made an impression on Mark Duane. Each of his albums has used the imagery of science fiction and mythology. Seems like he hasn't heard a UFO or alien conspiracy theory he doesn't believe. The Monuments of Mars was based on the Richard Hoglund book that makes a case for ancient life on the red planet. Mark propounds the concept of Atlantis on one album and on another, the idea of alien ancestors. His album title, Nephilim, is taken from a book called Breaking the God Spell. It posits the idea that man was descended from a gene spliced with aliens. That really makes you think because uh, all, of, all of these uh, Star Trek um, theories that uh, are put forward within a lot of these episodes all allude to that kind of thing, but uh, it, it really seems entirely possible that that could have uh, actually happened. And then there's 2012, named for the year when the Mayan calendar ended, interpreted by many as the end of the world. You would have to have very advanced uh, knowledge of astronomy to know when all of this was going to happen, and yet they did, which opens the possibility that there was a, an advanced civilization that taught them how to do that. Whether following theories of alien races or ancient civilizations, Mark Twain makes a heroic, often triumphal music. Mark Duane's latest album is called Future Tense on the Trondent record label.
If you want to get a hold of Mark Dwayne's latest album, Future Tense, and some of his other releases, I'll have links for you in the posting for this podcast. Just go to echoes.org. It's summer, we're tired, and I'm taking a couple of weeks off from the Echoes podcast, but we've got an incredible slate lined up for the fall, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want. <laughs>